Welcome, welcome, welcome to the uh, fourth episode, I want to say, of season two, Flip a Coin. We're just grooving right now, uh, trying to finish this year off strong, and um, yeah. So, uh, pretty much NBA news, that's it, only thing I'm really going to talk about today, and then I'll, I'll talk about briefly about the college football. But first thing I want to talk about is James Harden. Because James Harden's having one of the better seasons of the NBA, and it's and it's going unnoticed right now, and, and and it's one of those things where he has outperformed his competition. He has played better than uh, most guys in his uh, position, and um, he's not getting the respect that he deserves anymore. And mainly, I think it's self-inflicted because James Harden has, has has been such a great player for so long that we become used to this. You know, it's sort of like uh, Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant, you know, or well, specifically Kobe Bryant because he never got any accolades for his performances. But Kobe Bryant was so good for so, so long a time. You know, he was averaging 30 a game, 28 a game, you know, consistently. Chase McGee, another guy, got scoring titles. Wasn't respected though because he couldn't win a win a playoff game, things like that. So I just want I just want to give you guys a, a a a brief brief brief, not brief. <laughs> um, just uh, I just want to give you guys a um update uh, on how good James Harden's season has become. I mean, has been this year. So James Harden, he's playing with Russell Westbrook, so you know he so coming into the coming into the year, you knew that he wasn't gonna be the player he was. Well. You thought he wasn't going to be the player he was, but he hasn't really changed his game at all. He's he's been the same guy. He's been passing the ball. Yeah, he's averaging a few less assists. Um, you know, previously in the past where he's where, where he's got an eleven assist, eight assists, but he's he's keeping right at, right at what he did last year at seven point five. You know, so James Harden's having one of the better years, averaging 35, 34 a game. You know, six rebounds a game. He's shooting over forty four. He's shooting right at his average of his career and. He's doing it without getting any type of MVP um, um, uh, promotion or or acknowledgement. Like James Harden is 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 is, is like you know I, I I'm gonna use myself as an example. So I I I work. I'm in sales, right? So I I was always good at sales, right? I was always number one in my territory, you know, number one in my district. I was even number one in my company for a couple weeks, you know, throughout the months uh, when I used to sell. And, you know, it was kind of expected for me. You know, you never really got the, you know, you never really got the, uh, I mean, yeah, I got the accolades and all that stuff. But I never got the acknowledgement from, like, my peers or my, or my, or my, uh, or my leadership. Because it was one of those things where you expect something of someone and you're going to be like, all right. I expect that of you. So that's what you're going to do, you know? And it's one of those things where you just become so used to what that person is bringing to the table that you just kind of lose sight on 
on on on what he's actually bringing to the table, you know, and and that's James Harden, perfect perfect picture of James Harden. You have the guy who's averaging thirty five a game consistently, thirty five a game consistently, fifty point game, multiple fifty point games this year, triple doubles this year, multiple triple doubles this year. He's the one that started the between the leg passes that Luca is now getting praised about, you know. So things like Harden, Harden's a magical player, and when you don't really give the guy like that respect. And I'm trying to think of people in the past who are like that. And the only person who I can really think of is, honestly, and people are going to hate me for this because I'm a Laker fan, is Paul Pierce. You know, Paul Pierce maybe is, 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 is a guy that is like that, similar to him. And, uh, yeah, they're about 20. And um, they're, sorry, brief pause right there. But, yeah, so um, the – the when you got guys like Paul Pierce, who got buckets in Boston before the KG and Ray Allen was in the playoffs for the KG and Ray Allen, just need a little bit of help. You didn't really see that Paul Pierce was a top five player, top ten. I mean, he was a top ten player, top fifteen player. You know, he was he was in that category. And when you don't realize the impact someone has until after they're gone, you know, it's kind of disrespectful. And I, I think that's going to happen to Harden. I really do. I really think that's going to happen to Harden. I think once he's gone, people are going to realize that, damn, this dude Harden could score. Look at this, 29. Look, at this, these are his past five years in points. 29, 29, 30, 36, 34. That's averaging. That's averaging. Harden is legit. Harden's the best player, the best offensive player we've We've seen since Kobe, in my opinion. No one scores better than the guy. No one gets to the free throw line better than the guy. No one can step back three better than the guy. And 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 when I think of guys that play like him and who are gonna play like him in the future, I think of Luca. Like Luca's a perfect example of Harden. They're similar players, very similar in talent. And I just feel like Luca's getting more praise than Harden, you know? <laughs> and and Luca, to me, is still in, stole his game from Harden. You know, I, you know that's just my opinion. That's just my two cents in. But regardless, I think Harden deserves more more praise and more accolades. You know, um, he, the guy is is, is 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 a monster. You know, yeah, he has a high usage rate, but he doesn't play that many minutes. He's only averaging th- he's only averaging over the past over the past what. What did I say? Five years? Over the past five years, he's averaging around 36, 37 minutes a game. You know? That's not that many minutes a game compared to guys like Kobe, guys like um, 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 Allen Iverson, guys like that, those like high-scoring guys who've played a lot of minutes. Like, he's not he's not averaging a lot of... I mean, he's averaging a lot of minutes, but he's not averaging the, the amount of minutes that... He's not averaging the most amount of minutes played in a game, things like that. Yeah, he's playing the most amount of games because Harden doesn't really take rest breaks at all. He's taking a rest tonight. I mean, today against the Spurs. But I've this is probably my first time seeing Harden take a rest day at all. Like I've never seen him take a rest day before. I, not, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I haven't seen it personally. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, I, I, and, and and that's why I think the Rockets are the biggest. You know, to me, the biggest. Um, they should be the biggest favorites. You know, coming out of the Western Conference, um, just because of Harden. Harden's ability to score. You know, he can take over a game at any time, any point. He can take over a game. Anytime, and it doesn't come like it doesn't. It's it's it, it's natural to him, you know. It doesn't come off of luck or anything like that. 
Like, it's natural to Harden to take over a game at any time. His three-point ability, his mid-range ability, his ability to get to the free-throw line, he is ability to attack the basket. He is, and he's playing defense this year. He's playing defense this year. He's first on steals. I want to say he's top five in pass deflection. Amount of guards, with guards. Like, he's playing defense. Harden is playing defense. And when you got guys that are playing defense who haven't haven't been playing defense in the past, it's a big change maker. And that's the, the Rockets are playing defense. Rockets play with heart. I like the way the Rockets play. Harden has adapt. I mean, has created a culture there that says, "Hey, we're gonna shoot. We're gonna shoot a lot, but we're also gonna play defense." Mike D'Antoni has helped with that, but I think Harden overall and Westbrook overall bringing his um, defensive side into it. I think he's helped with that as well. You know, um, but I mean, enough with the Rockets. Um, Next thing we'll talk about are, are the Suns. Suns are seven and zero. I think seven and zero, six and zero. I want to say in the bubble. Um, I I've been saying it for a long time, but you give some you you give that okay. So here's the thing with, De- with Devin Booker. He's a he's not a consistent thirty five a game. He he can't give you thirty five games for eighty two straight games. He can't. But he can give you thirty five straight games for ten straight games, or for five straight games. I've seen him do before in the past. You know. And when you got guys like that who are willing or who are able to score what like that and in this short amount of time with the bubble being eight games only, you I'm not surprised by what I'm seeing from Devin Blicker. I'm not at all. And if you watch basketball, if you're if you watch basketball and watch the Suns play, you shouldn't be surprised what Devin Booker's doing. Or the Suns are for, for that matter. Suns are a great team. They got great players, they got Michael Bridges, they got Aiden, they got Rubio running the point. Um the to, to to relieve some pressure from Devin Booker, that was that's was the Suns' issue. Um, two or, or last year, Devin Booker was having to play the well, um, play um, play point guard most of the time. And okay, De- Devin Booker, he can he can Devin Booker can control the ball and he can make plays. And he can facilitate around, but he can't do that for a whole. He can't do that for a whole a whole season. I mean, for yeah, for a whole season, he can't. You know, and if you look at his uh his um. His uh, stats—they're pretty similar to what he's what he's been averaging twenty six throughout his career for the most part. But he is able to do a lot of things that a lot of scorers can do, um, and he's he's winning now. You know, so I I don't want to stick too much time on Devin Booker just because he's really a you know he's one of my favorite players in the league. Um, but he's he he and he doesn't get the acknowledgement that he deserves. But Devin Booker, Harden, they're both guys who I think who can uh, bring their teams to the next level. I think Devin Booker, if I think I, I, this is just my opinion, I don't I know I know Draymond Green wants Devin Booker to leave, but I don't think Devin Booker should leave Phoenix. He's in a perfect scenario. Listen, here's here's Devin Booker. Devin Booker is in his what fourth year, fifth year, one, two, three, four, five, five, fifth year. He's about to enter his sixth year. He's just entered his max deal. He's he's about to get re-upped in about two, 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 three more years. If Devin Booker waits three more years or two, three more years, they're gonna be running the the uh, Pacific Division. Cause Curry, Clay, they're gonna be old. They're gonna be aged out. They're gonna be done with the um, uh, the Pacific. War is gonna be done. Then you got LeBron and the Lakers. Who LeBron's getting old. AD can he take over a team? I don't think so. And then you got the Clippers. Clippers got Kawhi and Paul George, but is Kawhi really gonna stay in LA for his whole career? Let's let's be honest, because I mean, from what I've seen, I don't think Kawhi likes playing in LA. Just from what I've seen. Um, but 
at the end of the day, I really do believe that the that if the Suns stick to their game plan, Suns bring in Lonzo Ball. I'm sorry, Lamella Ball. I would really like Lamella Ball and a Devin Booker backcourt. I would love that. That would be a nasty backcourt. If Devin Booker, Lamella Ball, the two light-skinned brothers get together, Lamella Ball gets drafted, maybe trade, maybe trade, you know, one of these picks or one of their picks for a higher pick, uh, trade one of some players for a top five pick, get Booker, I mean, get um, Ball. I love that backcourt. That would be a great backcourt to have. Because here's the thing with Devin Booker. He's a guy, his mid-range game is 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 A+. Plus. I don't think, I mean, there's there's not too many guys in the league who have a better mid-range game than uh, Devin Booker. And he's a guy who, if put in the right offense, he could average 25, 26 consistently throughout his career, which he's been doing for the past three years. And I think that Devin Booker, if put in the right offense, I don't know if um, Monty Williams is the right coach for him, but he's getting the best out of them right now. I think they need to get a... Better coach, uh, more 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 focused on mid-range rather than shooting a lot of three-pointers. Obviously, you need three-pointers to win in this league nowadays. But I mean, if they do a uh, if they do some some offenses that rely mainly on the post and mid-range, they could they could they could be a fifty-win team bringing in the right point guard. You know, so next year. So I think that the Suns are good. You know, I don't know if they'll win fifty games. Obviously, next year probably like forty. 45 in that range, but let's just let's just say how it is. Devin Booker's only 23 years old. He doesn't need to rush to leave, and I don't think he's going to leave Phoenix because he wants that super max unless he gets traded. Um, but regardless, man. Um, next topic is um based on the Lakers, and my Lakers are doing really bad right now. Yeah, we won last night against the Denver Nuggets, but we're doing really bad, really bad. Um, I think the Lakers' problem obviously is their guard. I mean. We got the best front court in the NBA, or one of the best front courts in the NBA with LeBron and AD. And um, we just have nobody to, to, to guard any guards. Like, I saw Monte Morris last night just whooping the heck out of Caruso. And Caruso's one of our better defenders, uh, um, on-ball defenders. So, whooping the heck out of Danny Green. Danny Green is supposed to be a good a you know b plus a minus perimeter defender and he's looking like a c minus or a d like he's not looking like a guy who we pay big money for at all and it's something that i think i think don't uh i think um uh i think it's something that um I think it's something that um, needs, needs to be fixed because our guard position, I mean, we actually played zone against a team that can shoot threes really well, and it's bad. You know, it's very bad, very bad. And I think that the that that the Lakers are going to have a really tough time against the Blazers. I mean, obviously, I think that they're going to win just because we have the better, better players overall, two superstars, but they're going to have a tough chance, tough time against the Blazers if the Blazers get the A seed. Even if the Suns get the AC, we're still going to have a tough, tough, tough chance. If the Spurs get it, we're going to sweep them. But even if the Suns get it, we're going to have a tough team because no one's going to guard Booker. Booker's going to average 35, 40, and 9. You know? So, Lakers got to fix their issues, man, immediately. Immediately. You know? I don't know what Vogel's guy has, has in the books, but um, they got to they gotta fix their issues. Man. And, and they're vulnerable right now to the point where I don't think that they can... Win, right now, I really don't. Um, 
<sighs> and then last topic I'm gonna talk about concerning basketball is the Paul George and, and Damian Lillard beef. And man, I th- I feel like these guys have been beefing for a while now. I feel like Beverly and Dame have a mutual respect for each other, but I don't. I really don't think Paul George likes Dame, and I think vice versa. I don't. I don't really think that Dame likes Paul George at all. I feel like this. I feel like if Paul George, if Paul George made that shot over Dame, Paul George would be talking smack, a lot of smack right now. But here's the thing, man. And Paul George. Listen, if if you're gonna if you're gonna laugh at people, you know, make you know, talk smack, like, at least be able to back it up. Like, Paul George hasn't even had a fifty point game in his career. Dame literally says post make, makes a post quotes uh, Jay Z, and then comes out the next day and gets fifty and a win. You know, so I mean, it's not even close to who the better player is. Dame Lillard is way. I'm I'm running with Dame Lillard. A hundred out of a hundred times over Paul George any day of the week, any day of the week, any day. Like there's no one I'm picking over Paul George. I mean, uh, Dame. When it comes to those two, like between Dame Lillard and, and Paul George, I'm not, I'm not picking. I'm 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 picking Dame every day, every time. You know, like Dame is a guy who loyal. He's loyal. He's hardworking. He doesn't want the easy way out, and. You need that from a franchise player. Like, Paul George is cool with being a second player. He's cool with being a role player. Like, Paul George, you know, say what you want, but he's a role player in L.A. Like, Paul George is a role player. He has a role. Kawhi is the lead man. He's a, he's a, he, he's a role player. Paul George, I think, is is not on the same stratosphere as Dame. And he proved that last year in the playoffs against OKC when he shot that three on his face and waved him bye bye. Like, come on, man! Like, like you that that's the type of guy you don't want to start a beef with, because Dame will come for come for everything. Like, Dame wants to play the Clippers. I think in the playoffs, I think he wants to kick him out personally, and I would love to see it because I hate the Clippers. I hate the Clippers really bad, mainly because I'm a Lakers fan, but. I like Beverly. I really do like Beverly. He's a he's a great player. He's like one of those players where you would hate to play against him, but you're happy to be on. You're happy if he's on your team, you know. So I like Beverly. I'm a I'm I'm a, I'm a Kawhi fan. I I used to be a Paul George fan until he started being a little sensitive, baby. And <clears throat> here's the thing, man. Dame, man, you're a bad man. You you, you shouldn't waste your bets on, on on people like Paul George. You know, once Paul George gets a 50-point game, they ain't going to talk to you. You know what I'm saying? But until then, I don't want to see no people. T- I don't want to see you, you beefing with, with, with Paul George. And, you know, no need to, you know? I mean, what's, what is Paul George going to do that, that you haven't done? You know? So, at the end of the day, man, Paul George at his best was not better than Dame. You know? He was good. He was very good. Matter of fact, he was a top 10 player, you know? But Dame's a, Dame's a, is Dame, you know, is Dame really... I mean, I'm putting Dame in my top five. I don't care. Uh, I'm biased, but right now I'm putting Dame in my top five. Um, but anyways, man, here's the thing. NCAA, or I guess the university presidents of the college power fives, are thinking about canceling the football season. And a lot of coaches, a lot of players are coming out against it, mainly because of a couple things, well, but mainly because of the safety um, aspect of the situation, you know, you have guys like Trevor Lawrence coming out and, br- and bringing up great points, like, and Nick Saban bringing up great points, like, 
or are the students, are student athletes, are the football players, are they safer at home or at school? You know, where there's structure. At home, it, is there really structure for these college athletes? Like, I mean, really, really, let's be honest. You know, most of these kids, they're still out partying. They're still out. I mean, I, I have social media. You know, most of the kids are partying. They're, they're drinking. They're getting into trouble. And if they're in school, they're, none of that stuff is happening. They're literally going to be in a controlled environment where Nick Saban is going to Ryan Day, they're gonna they're, they're they're gonna be in their asses all day. Pause, and it's something that I think that college college presidents, you know, need to look at. University presidents need to look at, you know. And this is why I think the NCAA needs a commissioner, but that's another topic for another day. But regardless, these presidents they need to start looking at these issues. Like, are my students, are these student athletes, more safe at home or at school, you know? And and for some of them, they're more safe at home. But for most of these college students, they're coming from, you know, bad neighborhoods. They're coming from bad upbringing. They're coming from bad stability, which is why the parents send their kids to school. This is this this is why some of these top recruit parents send their kids to co- go be coached by Nick Saban, Urban Meyer, uh, Jim Harbaugh. You know, because they don't have the ability to structure their kids, or they don't have the, uh, yeah, they don't have the ability to structure their kids. Um, so they rely on someone else to do it, and that's okay because when your kids are playing sports, they're not only, you know, the the coaches aren't only there to make them better people, but they're also there to make, make them better, uh, make them better uh, sons to their to, to their parents. You know, it, it's it's not an easy job raising a family. You know, as a parent, and when your son, when your twenty year old son is in the house, have you're having to worry about feeding another mouth. You know. Opposed to the school being be feeding him, you know. So when your son is is three hundred pounds and you haven't shopped groceries for him since high school, you know things are different. You know, very different. And these guys are eating gr- like like grown men. And for for mothers and and fathers who are who are who are on a you know a short income, it's it, it's going to be a challenge for them. And I think that's what Trevor Lawrence was trying to say. He was like saying, he was like, hey, I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, but we have to look at the factors. And then another thing, healthcare. What some of these kids don't even don't even have the ability to get healthcare from their parents. Because their parents don't have jobs, or the jobs aren't providing healthcare for them. Because most companies nowadays they they hire you part-time so you can't get uh, the full-time benefits. Like healthcare. You know, so um when you're looking at situations I think the universities need to look at better, better, you know, because it's it's not just a one glass, um, it's not a one glass, you know, situation. You know, this is there's multiple glasses, multiple scenarios, and in my opinion, do I think that college football is going to happen this year? I don't, I don't at all. I don't think these university presidents have it in them to say no to the public. I'm sorry, say yeah, say screw the public and let's go play football. Because it's it's not only about playing football. It's about providing for these kids who have provided billions of dollars towards the NCAA organization over the year. So it's about paying back to them. Like, how are we going to pay back to them? We're going to turn our back on them, and then we're going to we're, we're gonna just let them survive for their own? Like, no, not everyone has a good upbringing. Not everyone has money that – not every parent has money that they can provide for their kids. You know, so you're you're putting another kid on top of the parent's plate. That some of these parents don't have the don't, don't have the resources to to afford right now, and some of these some of these parents they're losing jobs, maybe losing homes, maybe past due on rent, things like that. That 
<clears throat> are going to affect the the person's um, ability to to um, to um, do his job, you know. So it's just it's just to the point where I feel like things are bigger than than what they are right now, and I feel like it, it needs to be pro- it, it needs to be improved because we can't have kids running around the streets. You know, we can't have it. We need structure. You know, there needs to be structure. And I don't I think this is this is what all the students are saying. Yeah, we understand that, you know, you guys don't want us to play. But if, I mean, you guys want us to play. But if you guys want us to play, let's let's have some structure. Let's have let's have the ability to wave out if we want to. Let's have the ability to, you know, do things on our on our uh, call because we're the ones risking getting COVID, you know, and bringing it to our family. So at the end of the day, man, I just hope that they make the right decision. You know, I think that they're fine playing. Me personally, I want them to play, but um, I don't think they are going to. And um, that's pretty much all I got for today, man. I'm gonna head out. You guys have a great rest of the week, and go get it. <laughs>